You are listening to the MZBC Students Greenhouse Podcast. For more information about Mount Zion Baptist Church, go to mzbc.net slash students or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at mzbcstudents. So I think like most people, I really love getting gifts, right? You guys like getting gifts, you like people giving you things, right? Some people more than others, but I, I really like it when people give me things. That's not a hint. I'm just telling you a fact, right? I mean, you can give me things if you want, but that's, I wouldn't like hint dropping here. Um, so Christmas, Christmas is a big deal, right? Birthdays are a big deal. One year when I was, I don't know, nine or 10, I really, really wanted a BB gun. So you have to remember those who don't know me, and some of you do know me, you don't know like where I'm from or whatever. I'm from the swamp in Mississippi, okay? Like deep south, like hunt alligators, um, swamp Mississippi. And so like a BB gun, barefoot running through the woods shooting stuff is like the best thing ever. That'd be like the best day ever. Even now, I'm kind of like, man, I kind of want to be in the woods barefoot shooting a BB gun, maybe even a more powerful gun. I don't know. But I mean, the possibilities are limitless. When you're in the woods with a gun, you can shoot anything, a tree, bird, cat, whatever, right? I mean, you never know. Neighbors' cats running around the woods and stuff. All cats are terrible, so shoot every one of them. So, I mean, that's not all, that's not all true, I guess, but most cats, most cats are pretty bad. Anyway, that's not the point of the story. So, I really, really wanted uh, a BB gun one year for Christmas, and I, I mean, like, my parents knew. I was, like, all about wanting a BB gun. So, one day, this box shows up next to the Christmas tree, but it's ginormous. I mean, like almost refrigerator size box, like covered in wrapping paper and says JJ on it. I'm like intrigued, like excited, like, whoa, this thing's huge. But then I'm also like, that's way bigger than a BB gun. So they probably didn't give me a BB gun. Where's my BB gun? Right. Um, here's another fact about me. My wife hates this about me. I'm actually really good at guessing at what people get me. <laughs> This last year, I think I guessed everything she was going to get me for Christmas, and I didn't even try. I didn't even try. Like, for real, I don't, I don't try anymore because it ruins it for them, and it ruins it for me a little bit, too, because then it's like, actually, it makes it worse for me because then I know what I'm getting, and then i got to wait another, like, two weeks, and I'm like, no, I want that thing now, right? I'm an impulse kind of person. Like, I want it now, right? Anyway, so all Christmas, I'm, like, staring at this box. I'm staring at, like, all the, all the things in the tree. In the Yacht House, that's my last name for those who don't know, in the Yacht House, Touching a present was like a huge no-no, like huge no-no. If there was a wrapped present under the tree and you touched it, the threat was it would go back to the store. My sister actually opened one of hers early one year, and it for real went back to the store, and she did not ever get that gift, like not even like the next year. My parents like, were for real, you touch these, they're going back to the store, and you don't get... And it wasn't like they replaced it with another gift. She was just one, one gift short that year for Christmas because she opened it, like for real, you don't touch presents in the yacht house, okay? And so I'm just staring at this thing like, what is it? I didn't ask, did I ask for a refrigerator? No, I didn't, I didn't ask for a refrigerator. Like, why is this box so huge, right? I'm trying to figure it out. So Christmas Day comes, and it's like, what up? Here we are. Christmas Day, give me all the presents. I want all the things, right? So dad, traditional person, pass, gift passer outer, is passing out all the gifts. And of course, like, the big ones last. You know, hands out all these things. And I'm like opening this one, like, oh, this is good. What's that? Oh, this is good. What's that? I want that one, right? And so finally, my dad grabs this box and he like 
slides it over, and he's like, like moving it like it's real heavy. And my dad's like super strong. Like he can beat up all your dads except Ray because he's Hulk. But uh, and so my dad's like moving this box like. My dad's totally messing with me, okay? Because the box gets over, and I'm like, this thing's not heavy. What are you doing? He, this is, I'm a lot like my dad, if you didn't know. So we like to mess with people a lot. So he's like messing with me, like acting like it's real heavy, and he like hands it over, and I'm like, oh, this is weird, and I open it up. And there's a BB gun inside it. I like take it out and like open up the box. I grab the BB gun uh, in my BBs and like kick open the door. Like, boom, here I go. I'm going to the woods, right? Like, say hello to my little friend. <laughs> like, I, you don't get that reference, but it's probably a good thing that you don't get that reference. But... Uh, <laughs> So I have this gun, I got this BB gun, I'm like running through the woods, like, I don't know anything, like, bah, bah, there's a cat, you're dead, all right, there's a bird, I whizzed it by your head, I'll get you next time, right? I loved, loved that BB gun, like, so much so that I kind of want one now, like, for real, I'm like, God, I want to go buy me a BB gun now, Um, because that's how redneck I am, right? One of the things I remember doing with the BB gun, me and a, a kid down the road from me in my neighborhood would uh, lay in the back of his dad's truck underneath one of the, you know, the, I, I haven't paid attention. I guess they have them here, like on the power poles. There's like a, the, the like security light. We always call them the booger lights. I'm not sure why. Um, but there's this light, right? And so there would be bugs like flying around it, like because they all like love light. And they're like, it's so beautiful, right? Like on these bugs uh, around the light. So there were also these little bats that apparently lived around where we were in the swamp. And they would fly and like eat all these bugs. And it would just be like, boom, bat, bat, psh, psh, and so we'd lay in the back of the, his dad's truck, like, near the light, and just, like, try and shoot bats out of the air. We'd get one every once in a while. Most of the time we missed because those things would just, like, boom, and it's gone. And you're like, what just happened? Right? Batman just came by. It was weird. Um, I loved that BB gun. For the time that I had it, it made me extremely happy. Tonight, we're starting a new series uh, that I've titled, and you don't really care, but I'm going to tell you anyway, um, who told you that? So starting tonight, over the next few weeks, we're going we're gonna to look at some common phrases that we believe to be true in the world in general, but specifically Christians. And we're going to look and make sure that those statements are actually true and make sure that we understand them the way we're supposed to understand them, right? I know a lot of people don't necessarily see you this way, but I see you guys as young adults, right? I mean, like, you're teenagers and you get to, like, have fun and, like, do cool stuff. I'm not saying, like, go get a job or anything. Like, that's not what I'm saying. But you guys are young adults. You're starting to come to a point in your life that you're realizing that things aren't always just right or wrong. Yes or no, right? There's, like, this muddy, like, gray area, like, blurry lines that you guys are kind of starting to see now, right? Like, things that you were like, no, it has to be this way. Now you're kind of, people are, like, saying, like, all these things, and you're like, well, maybe... Maybe it's not that anymore, right? You guys encountering that a little bit? Yeah? If you've been on the internet for more than like two seconds, you know that like everybody has an opinion about everything, right? And it's really hard to know like what's right and what's wrong sometimes because there's so many different opinions on all of these things and everybody like talks really passionately or like types passionately, I guess. I don't know, like all caps, like, bah, 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 bah. you're an idiot if you don't, bah, 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 right? Uh, the internet is a terrible place. Anyway, so yeah, everybody has an opinion about everything. It's hard, to, it's, it's hard to know what's real or not. Well, for Christians, how we know what's real or not, what's right or wrong, is that we line it up with Scripture. It's uh, what's being said 
does it line up with what I know to be true about God and who God wants me to be? If it does line up with that, then it's right. If it doesn't, then it's wrong. So with God, there is a very clear right and wrong, yes and no. But the world, because we live in an evil, fallen, broken place. Like, that's not new news to you, right? Like, you realize that the world we live in is, like, fallen and broken, and there's a lot of hurt and pain, right? So this evil, fallen world that we live in, this full of sin tries to corrupt the truth and try to claim, tries to claim that there is no absolute truth so that they can make you believe whatever they want you to believe, right? So whatever, whatever makes you happy, you go do that thing. It's kind of, is like the theme of the day, right? Whatever makes you happy, do it. So the phrase we're going to look at tonight is God wants you to be happy. So the phrase, God wants you to be happy. Is that an accurate statement or is it not? Now, one thing, uh, you'll hear this phrase most, li- most often from guys like Joel Steen. You probably don't know who he is. I've talked about him a little bit. He's this heretical pastor in Texas. That he'll, say, he'll say, God just wants you to be happy. He throws that word just in there, and it makes it, seems like, makes it seem like God's main purpose, his main reason for existing is to make you happy, to make us happy, and that is 100% false. Before we even have to dig into the Bible, I'll just tell you, like, that is 100% false. God's main purpose, his ultimate purpose, is to glorify himself because he is the only imperfect thing in the universe, right? And to bring us back into a relationship with him, to make things the way that they should have been before sin entered into the world. His purpose is to bring glory to himself by redeeming us and the world back to himself. Make sense? So the statement, God just wants you to be happy, is completely false. This is some of where all of this gets complicated because it's all about the words you choose to use. And a lot of times it's also your definitions of those words, right? The reason I'm having to make this complicated is because the world has made this complicated. The lines are so blurred that we have to make sure that our definitions of what we're saying line up with what Scripture says. Right? So God wants you to be happy. So let's start there. Is that statement true? Even in the Christian world, people have differing opinions. Imagine that, right? Theologians all see things differently. Uh, Humans are an interesting people. Uh, For whatever reason, I'm not sure why, I've, I've been a part of this more than I care. Um, we react in almost this like pendulum type way. You guys know what a pendulum is, right? It's like circular weight that swings back and forth from a central point. Um, so like somebody will say something like, God wants you to be happy. And then another person's like, no, God doesn't care that you're happy. He doesn't care about that. He's, he cares about other things. And it's like this, these extremes, and, and they're always like at odds at each other. It's like either you're all the way on this side or you're all the way on this side. And I think there's, in a lot of things, there's this balance that has to be struck here, right? I'm not saying riding the fence. I'm not saying being lukewarm or any of that. The Bible speaks very clearly about that stuff. When it comes to God, you're all in or you're all out. But some of these things that we believe, it's not always as hard as people make it. So let me, let me show you guys. I'm going to do uh, a little bit of what typically is a bad thing. It's called proof texting. I'm just going to go to a couple of verses here and there. But the context uh, of them uh, are accurate to what we are talking about. 
okay? So does God want us to be happy? That's, that's the ultimate first question. Is that true? So I'm going to go to the book of Proverbs. I've got some little makeshift little tabs here that help me get there faster. So I'm in Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22. Uh, I'm, Solomon is the one writing this. He's the wisest man to ever exist, according to Scripture, okay? He says, A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. So right there, he's talking about this happy heart, this joy in your heart is a good thing. It's good medicine. I, I take that to believe that people like me who are generally happy are just generally healthier than everybody else. No, I'm just kidding. That's not what he's saying. Um, <laughs> um, so right there, that's one, that's one place uh, that the Bible says that joy, that happiness is a good thing. Now I'm going to jump over to the New Testament, the book of Romans. I'm going to, be, uh, I'm going to read from chapter uh, 12, verse 15. Right here in this section, Paul's talking about the marks of a Christian, what it looks like to be a Christian, the, the defining characteristics of a Christian. And he says this in verse 15, Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. And he's saying that there is a time, there's a time for joy, there's a time for happiness, and there's a time for sadness, right? So there, there are times for both, both of these, uh, these emotions. So happiness is something that is scriptural, right, for us to be happy. A lot of times um, Christians in the media are portrayed as these, like, angry, like, vengeful people. And unfortunately, some of the so-called Christians that are viewed in the media are those kind of people, but they're not really true portrayals of what Christians, what real Christians look like, right? So this happiness, this joy, this is just a couple of verses of many in Scripture where it talks about God wanting us to be happy. God himself, a characteristic of him is joy and happiness, right? So God is characterized as happy, and we are supposed to be like him. So it is biblical to say that God wants us to be happy, but here's where it really gets tricky, okay? What makes you happy is where the difference comes in on whether this statement is true or not. So what your source of happiness is, is what ultimately matters in the true meaning of this phrase. God wants you to be happy. So what, what makes you happy? Like I talked about in a story about the BB gun that I still really want right now. Um, is that this BB gun, for a time, made me really happy, right? This, like, temporary feeling of, like, joy, excitement. But after a few months, I'm sure you guys have gotten gifts, like, over the years. And, like, when you opened it, you were like, that's so awesome. Like, I didn't even know I really wanted that until I got it. And now, like, there's nothing else in the world I want but this, right? Like, you've had that moment, a lot of you. But now you probably don't even know where that thing is. Or if you do, it's, like, dusty in a corner in your room or in a closet, right? So this happiness that is brought by these things is a very temporary, very temporary emotion. But the world we live in, the culture, the media tells us that these things, this happiness that these things bring us is, should be our source of happiness, right? And another thing that the culture tells us, these opinions that are, that are just shoved down our throats, to be honest, um, is that our circumstances also, or what, what should make us happy. So, like, whenever you 
uh, are good at sports. You get like a thousand likes on social media or, or whatever, right? Those circumstances are what make you happy. So the rest of you jokers who aren't good at sports, sorry, you just can't be happy, right? Like, immediately I'm just going, okay, that's, that's terrible logic, but we fall into it. I've been, I've been subject to that more than I care to admit, right? The world tells us over and over and over again that things and circumstances are our source of happiness. That's how they get us to buy things, by the way. They, like, get us to, like, want them uh, and, like, think that it's going to make us happy, and then we jump in and we buy it, and then it does for a time, and then we just, like, shove it in a closet and forget it exists, right? So this, the source of happiness from the world, things and circumstances that's temporary, is that what God really wants us? Is it, is it really just this temporary happy emotion that he wants from us that we get when we get something that we really want, right? Is that, is that what it means when God wants us to be happy? Does that mean that God's just going to give us anything that we want and he's going to always make our lives perfect so that we're happy, right? That's not at all what that statement means, but some people spin it to mean that. The world will say God wants you to be happy, and what they mean is God wants you to have the stuff you want. God wants you to have good circumstances in your life so that you don't ever have to deal with hurt and pain. That's not at all true. That's not at all true. If, you, if you've read the Bible for more than just like one second, you realize that biblical characters suffer a lot. Paul, well, let's not go with Paul. He's it's too obvious. David, he's pretty obvious too, but we'll go with David. Okay, so King David, um, for those who don't know, he was this like greatest king ever of, king, uh, of Israel in the Old Testament. He went through some pretty rough stuff, right? He wrote uh, some songs that are compiled in a book called Psalms uh, that I'm going to actually reference here in a little bit. Um, but he, he went through some bad stuff, and he wrote about some of that stuff. Here's another little side note um, with J.J., right? Um, things are going to be tough, and it's okay to be sad. It's okay to know that life is terrible when life is terrible, right? When the world falls apart, when your world falls apart, it's okay to admit that your world is falling apart, and it's okay to be upset about it. Um, Because the circumstances that have fallen apart in your life are not where you draw, hopefully, are not where you are drawing your source of happiness, or that's not where you should draw your source of happiness. Let's look, well, those of you who have a Bible, if you want to, um, I'll turn to Psalms. This one's a pretty well-known verse. Even if you have never darkened the door of a church, you probably have heard this verse in some form or fashion. Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. This is another one of those that's been twisted, right? So it says, delight yourself in the Lord, which means let the Lord, let God be the source of your happiness. Let, the, let, let God be the source of your joy, right? You look to him and focus on him for your happiness is what that means. And then it says he'll give you the desires of your heart. That does not mean that if you love God that he will give you, you know, the Xbox that you want or he'll give you the pretty dress that you want, whatever. That was a stereotype. But uh, <laughs> um, it does not mean that if you love Jesus, he will just give you anything and everything that you want. What that means is whenever you put your focus on God and, and he is your source of happiness, your desires will be the desires that he has, which is to see people redeemed and brought back into right relationship with him to be 
saved, to be brought from death to life, right? You will desire to see that happen because when you are focused on God and he is a source of your happiness, you will, you will desire the same things that he desires. Now, that's not like every second of every day. Like, I'm just going to be real with you, okay? A lot of times Christianity, we paint it as this like, every day you have to be only thinking about Jesus every second, no matter what. Like, that would be cool, but that's just not real, Right? But as much and as hard as possible, you're focusing on God and drawing your happiness from him, then your desires will be uh, the same desires that he has. So another passage, just a few pages over in Psalm 28, verse 7, David writes, The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts and I am helped. And he says, I will sing um, and give thanks to him. And it's, it's that idea, again, that God is where I get my strength. God, when I'm focused on him, is where my source of happiness, joy, courage, strength, all of those things, he is my source for that when I am truly focused on him. The, uh, so what does it look like to focus on God. Hopefully in small groups in just a minute, you guys will dive into this a little bit and kind of make a, a practical plan from this day forward, how you're going to try and work hard at doing that kind of thing. But what does it look like to, to put your focus on him, to put your, uh, to, for him to be the source of your happiness? One way is that you pursue him, right? The word pursue is like chase or seek, Right? You're, trying, you're actively pursuing God. Like you're trying to find out more about him. The way we find out more about him is through the word that he has given us. He has given us everything that we will ever need to know about him until we go to heaven. Hopefully all of us uh, go to heaven. This is the source right here. If you want to know anything about God that he has revealed to you that you will ever be able to know on this earth, it's right here. Well, hopefully you have your own version that it's in. But it's in the Bible, right? So... Pursuing God is studying the Bible, right? Seeking to know more about God and to be able to make him the source of your happiness is studying the Bible. And the Bible, studying the Bible is not as complicated uh, as people have made it. If you want to know, like, the easiest ways possible to study the Bible, come talk to me because I'm not a complicated man and I try to make things simple. Uh, And studying the Bible, there are some complex things in the Bible, but studying the Bible itself is not a very complex thing, Right? So if you're struggling and studying the Bible is like this really hard thing for you, talk to an adult, talk to me, and we'll help you work through that kind of stuff so that it's not like this overly complicated thing, right? So last thing here, the bottom line, I'm going to put it on the screen so we can see it in words, if he's awake back there. There's a slide under sermon. The bottom line here, the kind of like takeaway from all of this, is that God does not want us to pursue happiness God wants us to pursue him. So this statement that God wants us to be happy is true. It's accurate. When our source of happiness is him. Make sense? So God wants us to be happy, but he wants us to to pursue him more than that happiness. We get our happiness from pursuing him, not from the things of this world, not from our circumstances. So even when the world is falling apart and our life just sucks. 
we can still be happy. And not like this cheesy, like bounce around smile, like faking kind of happy. Like this, this happy that we're talking about, it's hard. If you're not a Christian room, it's probably hard to grasp because you've, you've probably never experienced it, right? Uh, but if you're, in a Christ, if you're a Christian room, hopefully you've experienced um, this happiness I'm talking about is this like deep, spiritual, not from within you kind of happiness. It's this joy that you know that there is more to life than what is around you, right? This happiness is knowing that there is more to life than this. Now, if you're in the room and all you, all you want is just that temporary happiness, and, you want, and I know that's not true because we're not created by God to be that way, but if, if all you want is the happiness that things and circumstances bring you, then you can pursue those all you want. You're, there's free will, and you can pursue that to its end. There's an, uh, the wise man Solomon who wrote Proverbs, wrote another book called Ecclesiastes. It's kind of a semi-depressing book, but it's also a good read. It's a, it's a book about he's come to a point in his life that he has pursued all there is to pursue in the world. And he comes to a point in his life, and he says all of that is worthless. God is the only thing that is worth pursuing. The wisest man that has ever existed came to a point in his life when he realized that nothing in this world is worth pursuing more than God. So pursue God more than you pursue happiness. Let me pray, then we'll go into smokers. Father, I thank you so much that you seek us and to redeem us and bring us back into relationship with you. Holy Spirit, I just ask as we move uh, into small groups that you would you open, open us up to be able to talk and to figure things out and to dig in and ask hard questions and to talk things through and make a plan to be able to, to pursue you harder and to go after you with all that we have. In Christ's name I pray, amen.